sports opinions with a side of satire. We're the First and Tens, a weekly show delivering the spiciest opinions on football, life, and especially each other. And we can do that because we've been best friends for so long. I'm Amy. And I'm Jasmine. First and Tens will bring you sports from the female perspective while also injecting pop culture, fashion, and music into our daring dialogue. We're saucy, edgy, and most of all, we We think think we're we're funny funny AF. First and Tens, light on stats, heavy on sass. Follow us at firstintenspodcast.com. Hey there, Fangirl Nation. It's time for another episode of Fangirl Sports Network's Fangirl Playbook. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, joined as always by my co-host, Stephanie McCarroll. We've got postseason baseball. We've got the NBA playoffs. The Titans have a COVID problem. Patrick Mahomes just might be unstoppable. And there's a mud bowl in Dillon. Oh, and we almost forgot. Congratulations to the Tampa Bay Lightning on winning the Stanley Cup. So much sports news to get to, and we are here to analyze all of it. Make sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network. Now, let's get to it. Steph, so much to discuss today and right before we pushed record on this podcast this morning, we find out that three Titans players and five personnel have tested positive for COVID-19, so their facilities are shutting down for, I believe, just the week or up until Saturday. Again, this is kind of breaking news that is happening as we're recording. They played the Vikings on Sunday, so they are also being shut down for the time being. But this is the worst case scenario. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, the Titans were without some players and some defensive play callers, and it kind of made sense (laughs) now, you know, (laughs) they basically played without those guys. And I know the question is going to be whether or not they should have played the Vikings. The Vikings have had no positive test, so that's obviously a plus. But, you know, this is the type of situations that um, are scary because this is what you don't want to happen because it could just lead into, you know, the whole game. And then at that point, what do you do? They can't practice. They can't, you know, they can't do anything. So then how does it affect the games? Do they do you know, their buys early, do they extend the weeks, you know, do they have a makeup game? So you just want to get it handled as quickly as possible. And the thing is really, can they do their buys early? I mean, the problem is the NFL, as we've discussed before, is not Major League Baseball. You can schedule double headers, you can make a change. Okay, now all double headers are seven innings this year. You can (laughs) do off days and and slot in games. You cannot do that in football. So what happens in this week four uh, is going to be new, big news. So we will obviously be monitoring this closely, but this does become, you know, the worst case scenario. At the moment, you know, it, pro- it probably does not affect any but those two teams. But what affects those two teams long term, just in terms of scheduling and play and all of that, could affect everybody. So um, here we go. The other problem, of course, is this isn't probably going to be the only time this happens this season. No. Uh, it's and that's probably going to happen again, which is scary. But <laughs> It is. Yep. And, and five people on one team, that's a lot. That's, that is a lot. That, even three three players and it's eight. Three players oh, and five it? personnel. Oh, so it's a, it's a fair amount of people. Because even if you test positive, you have to remain away from the team for 10 days. So that's that's a long time. So, you know, for in football terms, so that's that's a big deal. I mean, 
I, I don't know, like they can't practice together. And, you know, if, if it's any key player, it's a big deal. So, I mean, it's a big deal in any way, but it's just what a mess. <laughs> what a mess. What an absolute mess. And this is we saw it early in the season in baseball, and then they seem to kind of be able to handle it and control it. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens with football. But that was uh, the big news this morning. Of course, we'll be monitoring it throughout the week. Make sure you stay, stay tuned to at Fangirl Sports Network on Instagram and at Fangirl Sports on Twitter so that you can keep up to date with all of the latest on this developing story. I feel like I just sounded like I was going to commercial from my TV show. Please stay with us for all the latest on this developing story. <laughs> so this is my audition tape for – I need to Thanks, guys. Uh, um, so – so that is what we have going on there. Uh, we, have, we have so much to talk about today. So we're just going to go right. Let's go next to the NBA Finals. We've been talking about you know the NBA for quite some time. We're finally here. It is the Lakers Heat matchup that we, I guess we could say we were kind of hoping for. It felt like we were you know hoping for that the last couple weeks or so. Uh, going to be, I think, a great series. Steph, is it? You know, I think there are a lot of people that feel like the East was better and the winner will be the Heat. But I don't know. LeBron seems like a man on a mission. Yeah, I think I think that it definitely favors the Lakers. But I think that the Heat are a scrappy team. I think that they have a way to come up and win games. And I think they're going to play a little bit differently and smaller and I think that because of that, I think that they're going to give the Lakers a better matchup than, say, um, the Celtics. So, And this has been their identity the entire time that they've been back into the bubble. I mean, 22 teams went in, and these are the two that came out. And it makes sense that, you know, even though uh, Denver got hot in the bubble, he, the Heat have been consistent. And they have won their games, and they've been just very consistent in the playoffs Plus, you know, you have some players like Andre Iguodala who, you know, are vets. I mean, this is his sixth time in a row to be in a final. So that kind of presence is really important for a team. So I, I think the Heat have a good shot at it. I I, I, I don't know if they're going to pull it off. I probably think the Lakers are going to pull it off. Boo. But <laughs> I am going for the Heat. <laughs> I had a feeling. I Anybody figured that was going to be the case. The Lakers. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, you have to give the the Lakers, I mean, they, I mean, AD and LeBron and their players, you know, are coming up big when they need to and their bench is scoring. So you have to give them, you got to give them credit. You know, they're in the finals. Um, You know, I, I'm not really one of those asterisk people. I feel like every team had the same shot and they, everybody had the it's same true. rules and you know, this is just how it went down and yeah, it's unfortunate, but you know, it's what it is, you know? So I don't, I'm not an asterisk, you know, person. So I think uh, whoever makes it and wins deserves that championship. I absolutely agree with that. And we're going to talk about baseball in a minute. I agree with it in this particular case too. I think the Astros should have an asterisk from 2017, but that's a whole (laughs) different issue. Um, But I agree with you. Everybody had the same rules. This is the world we're living in this year. This is how they were going to make it work. And that's that. And you brought up a good point with LeBron and AD and the rest of the Lakers really, and Rondo really, like they're all really stepping up where they need to. And we saw Clippers team where that didn't happen. Doc Rivers fired yesterday as the Clippers coach, which was – you know, pretty big news, but they just 
this was supposed to be their year. This team was built to win. But it kind of goes back to a little bit we talked about next last week with the Cowboys. And we mentioned it with the Clippers. There seemed to be a lack of chemistry. And they did not have all their players step up, step up when they needed to. And that's the difference between winning teams and teams that don't make it. So I do think you got to give the Lakers credit on that. And this should be a good series, a fun series to watch. I, of course, am rooting for... Um, LeBron and the Lakers, the, the LA girl and me. Yeah. Um, but, um, I'll forgive you. I'll forgive you this time. Yeah. I mean, you know, you gotta, you gotta give me a break on that. I did grow up here yeah, on the Lakers. <laughs> um, so I think it should be a really fun series and actually LA tomorrow night. Uh, this is certainly a good problem to have for the city, but we got like the Lakers and the Dodgers, uh, playing basically the same time. Um, yeah. so it's kind of a. You know, I have two TVs fun. now. I actually set that up into my house. I think my husband was crazy. Thought it was crazy. You were smart, but I feel like I miss out. You know, and now that the Giants have totally blown their, I wanted one shot at the Dodgers. That's all I wanted. Oh my God, I, I'm so the one team <laughs> I did not want the Dodgers to play in this wild card. I thought so. Was the Giants, and I hopefully I'm not biting my tongue later, but the one team, cause I yeah. was like, the giants are just that team. Cause it's rivalries in this kind yeah. of situation just have that way. And that was the one team where I was like, it's the best two out of three. It was right. the best of five. I wouldn't have been worried about it, but the best of three, I was like, I can't take it. I yeah. like, it would just would be, and I, like, I also don't, so I don't hate the giants. I think because <laughs> I'm a Niners fan, I like, have a little bit of that Bay Area unite in me. So clearly the Giants are the Dodgers' biggest rival, but I don't hate them. I don't have that like vitriol that I think I do. a lot of – Yes, that you have. And I, and I think – but I think most people, most fans in the for these two teams have the yeah, vitriol towards each, towards sure. each other. So I don't hate them. But I was like, I cannot take it because yeah. – because I am a Niners fan and cover the Niners and most, so many of my followers <laughs> are Giants fans and so many of my friends are Giants fans. I was right. like, it's like, I can't. So uh, there's that. Hopefully yeah, I don't end up buddy. Yes, really, sure. really did. So <laughs> there's that. As long as we're talking baseball, let's go ahead and take a look. We got 16 teams in the playoffs this year, which is a lot so that they had this. They did that, so they have this little special wild card series, best of three. I think it's going to be such an interesting series because best of three could go either like, way. It could go either way. I mean, that's I like talk about an any given Sunday situation. Totally. Uh, so it could totally go either way. So why do we actually start? Why do we start in the National League since we were just talking about the Dodgers, anyways, and the Giants? So since they're not playing the Giants, it turns out the Dodgers will be playing the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, I do think the Dodgers come out of that series the winner. Uh, I just think they're a, a much, much better team top to bottom. I don't even think I'm being a homer. I think I'm just No, the Dodgers real, are – this is their championship to lose. I mean, uh, you know, they are I – mean, Well, don't worry, have- Steph. They certainly <laughs> – don't you worry That's if right. you give them the opportunity. But I'm really hoping that doesn't happen this year. You guys, I can't take another Dodgers playoff. I may have to like oh. curl up. The Dodgers don't win the World Series. I may just have to curl up for a while and give up baseball for like a good <laughs> few years just because it's just too much. It's just too much. It's like – and there's something about baseball pain. It's just – it's the worst. I mean, well, somehow it's, it's, it's a long road worst. to get there. And I think yes. – and then once you're there, you know, to blow it in the postseason is just 
it's it's brutal. I mean, I and you know, but and I also think that a postseason's a whole nother type of ball. So you you know you have to be able to step up when you when it's time, and you know that's what it's clutch. You know, so yeah. Um, I think they have a lot going for them. I mean, Dodgers. I I really do feel that it is their it's their championship to lose. However, you know anything can happen, and I I've seen it all. I feel like so. And especially in this season, it's just a kind of a bizarre matchup. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> we will definitely see what happens. Uh, we have the Cincinnati Reds taking on the Atlanta Braves, a series the Braves should win, but it, but a series they could lose, which I know, guys, is very expert analysis. But <laughs> I think uh, it's, again, these, these three-game series that could be closer than people think. But in theory, I do think that the Braves – should come out of that one, but we'll see. That that could actually be a tougher one than people think. The Marlins taking on the Cubs. I think the Cubs should come out of that um, with little problem. And then the Cardinals taking on the Padres. And the Padres being the team, for me personally, that would make me most nervous yeah, about good. the Dodgers. They had kind of a rough final week, but they're good. And they made some really, really smart moves at the trade deadline to improve their team. They have good hitting. They have good pitching. I mean, Manny Machado, who he was on the Dodgers for five minutes. He didn't do squat, but he sure is <laughs> killing it with the Padres. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we talk about chemistry in all sports, but man, that team is like mm-hmm. synced. I mean, they are, they are and they're having so much fun. You know, it started off like controversial because of, you know, them hitting grand slams, but then they've turned that, you know, into like slam Diego, you know, because yeah. that's how. And so I, I love that. I mean, it's just fun to watch. And of course, you know, I live here in San Diego and this poor city, <laughs> It's, it's like they haven't been to the playoffs and I don't like since I've lived here, I feel like well, that is, I mean, that is a long time. <laughs> so it's like I, I'm really happy for the, the fans, those uh, diehard San Diegans. <laughs> so, well, I'm happy for those diehard San Diegans, too. However, I'm hoping that by some miracle, the Cardinals really go crazy <laughs> and beat the Padres. But if not, it would probably be the Padres. I think the Padres and the Dodgers in the division so. series. And also... It should be awesome. And uh, just to give you guys a heads up, because we haven't talked about this too much. So these division series are being played in the higher seed team's ballpark, and then they go to a bubble. And the NLDS and NLCS will be played in Houston and Arlington. The ALCS and ALDS will be played in Los Angeles and San Diego. And then the World Series will be played in Arlington. So um, we'll keep telling you guys that every week because it's kind of a lot of information I just spewed out of my mouth. But um, we'll, so we'll keep telling you that to, to remind you, but it, it should be interesting. So I know like the Dodgers, and this probably is true of other teams, but like the Dodgers have been like in a team bubble since the other day. Right. Um, and they are like, and, and the Dodgers paid for the families to be in a bubble, which that's I think nice. is really, really nice. Um, just going to say that that's really nice. So Giants fans, we're not all bad. <laughs> Okay, not all bad. Um, yes, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> no, they're really not. Um, let's talk about the American League because I don't want to leave them out because yeah. they really matter too. And, uh, and they really do because they'll be playing each other in the World Series. So we got the Blue Jays and the Rays. I think the Rays are probably the favorite to come out of this, which is kind of amazing. Like how often it's is ironic. Tampa the favorite yeah. to come out of anything? Um, yeah. So 
they're probably the favorite to come out of the American League. I mean, the Dodgers-Rays World Series, it's the matchup we've been waiting for for a (laughs) lifetime, guys. Um, So they'll play the Blue Jays. They should come out of that with no problem. White Sox and the A's. You know, I am pulling for the A's. It's tough. I I I love the A's. I I like that they're a bunch of young kids. I I think they're scrappy. I love their pitching. Um, You know, I know that there are supposed to be our Bay Area rifles, but I don't know if it's because I've gotten older or I just don't care anymore. But it's just not that big of a deal, you know, so I'm definitely going to root for them and the pods, you know, the California teams. But, you know, I just think that except except for the Dodgers, except for the Dodgers. (laughs) Yeah, I would cut out L.A. out of California. (laughs) Sorry, Trace. No, but um, it's all right. (laughs) You know, that's just like I mean, that's just something we've grown up with, with the San Francisco. I mean, the Bay Area L.A. rivalry is so I don't know. It's like, oh, it's intense. Yeah. And it's um. And, you know, and I think that that's what it extends to with basketball, too. I mean, having the Lakers and the Warriors good at one time, that's like my dream come true because, like, they've never had that. So that would be fun, Um, you know, to just not, you know, root from the sidelines that they lose. You know, like, (laughs) you you want your team to beat them. So I think those are the real, um, you know, but, you know, there's some good teams here in both in both leagues. There really are. There really okay. are. So the so the cheating Astros will be playing the Minnesota <laughs> Twins, and um and I think the Twins should easily win that series. Uh-oh. I will be rooting for the Twins with a with a gusto. fervor and gusto and <laughs> all the things. I'm surprised. I you know what? I really dropped the ball. I didn't get myself a Twin shirt. Um, but I'll be rooting for the Twins. But they should come out of that series with little to no problem. And then you have the Yankees and the Cleveland Indians. Uh, yeah. and I think we're going to end up seeing Cleveland. Do you? Come out of that one. I do. I felt like the Yankees had such a high, like high hopes, but they just haven't been performing. And, um, you know, that to me is like, uh, is fine with me because I always root for the underdogs, but, um, I, you know, I kind of like judge and like, uh, you know, like uh, Aaron judge and I like some of those players. So I don't know. I don't care that much about it, but we'll see who wins. Yeah, I don't, you know, I think this isn't going to happen. I always think a Dodgers-Yankees World Series, just nostalgia-wise, would be really fun, um, to pe- especially to people in New York and L.A. But I think it would just be like a fun world, especially like in this kind of year. But I don't think that's going to happen. I do think it's going to be the Dodgers and the Rays. <laughs> Those Rays. Oh, Those Tampa wow. Rays. Tampa Rays. Um, so I feel like that might be what it is. But we'll see. So um, I also always root a little bit for Cleveland because of Major League. I'm going to be very honest about that. I really loved that movie. And so sometimes I just root for Cleveland because of that. Um, so we'll see what happens. It should be a fun week. It'll be an interesting week. And I feel like it's going to have a little of that March Madness feel. You know, oh, yeah. that kind of anything can happen. There will be one upset. I just really hope it's not between the Brewers and the Dodgers. And, you know, we'll see how this all plays out. Or what will even, I actually think would maybe even be more interesting is if there are no upsets. And the team that you thought would win wins each of these series would be just kind of interesting because the feeling is there's got to be one. Right. Um, but we'll see. It is a best of three. It's not like in the past where they've had these random one game wild cards, right. um, which I don't know if we've talked about this, but several years ago, Chipper Jones's last season, the Braves played in one of those one game wild cards. I can't remember who they played, but they were significantly better than the team they played yeah. and they just had a bad day and they got knocked out. And this fangirl was <laughs> – 
sad. Um, I we'll see. I know we've talked about this throughout the season. If we're going to have a Dodgers Braves NLCS, um, and if my loyalties will be tested. But as I have said earlier, I'm gonna go with the Dodgers. I live here. My right. favorite player plays with the Dodgers. It's time. It's time. It's time. Right you know, get a real yeah. team. My brother with the foundation. <laughs> so like, it's gonna. I'm gonna stick my Dodgers and also like I, you know, Cody Mookie. I mean, you know, and of course my good. Um, Buddy, the pitcher who, oh my God, why is his, Joe Kelly? First, I was like, oh my oh, God, yeah. am I losing my mind? I love that man. Um, so, so there's that. So, so, so we'll see. So, hero. I, what'd you say? The unsung hero. The unsung hero or the sung, the sung hero. I don't know. I think he's like the anti-hero. I don't know, but he's my hero. I love him. <laughs> love him. Love him. Um, so should be a very fun, very, very fun um Baseball and I love baseball players. Like postseason baseball is so fun. So why are you laughing? Because you're like, I love baseball players. No playoffs. I love the baseball oh, playoffs. Like you do. I mean, okay. I do. I mean, at least baseball players are great, but I love the baseball playoffs. I'm like, okay. Yeah. You guys, I just love. No, no, no. I think postseason baseball is the most fun. It yeah. just, it's it is so fun. Uh, so we will be. Oh, that's okay. Listen, that's I love totally baseball fine. players too. I just don't. But you know what? Listen, I think I love baseball players. I, I do. I mean, they're great. They're awesome. If it wasn't for baseball players, we'd have no baseball. So right. I think just by default, I really do. I love them. <laughs> um, so we have that. Uh, now we have. We had a uh, week three is behind us. Can you believe we're already going to week four of the NFL season? No, I wasn't sure how. I don't know. I it's just been fast and it's been weird and, but it's been better than I thought it would be. Like even with the fan pumped in, you know, mm-hmm. sounds and all that stuff, it, it it's it's football, you know. So you can't knock it. It's good, you know. I mean, there's obviously some weirdness with the refs and stuff, but it's I feel like it's pretty on point. It is definitely on point. It is football. We're seeing football. I mean, I think. It's been great. Um, of course, we talked about it at the beginning of the podcast. We'll see how all of that plays out. But we are going to week four, which would put us after week four, we're a quarter of the way through the season, which is just so weird. Uh, and that's the thing with football. Uh, but we saw, let's just, let's start with last night's game, uh, the Chiefs versus the Ravens. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, we are potentially watching who could become the greatest quarterback of all time. And I think what's so kind of fun about that is that like basically in every generation, there's going to be a quarterback that's the greatest of all time, you know, and that's, and I think that's why it doesn't have to be like, no, this guy is, I mean, like there can be, and it should be like that. I mean, really, if you think about it, it shouldn't be like, no, there's just this one guy that was the greatest of all time and no one will ever catch him. It should be like that in every kind of generation of quarterbacks. And Patrick Mahomes is just special, unstoppable. The Chiefs may be unstoppable, um, but they're they incredible. definitely gotten better. Like, and that's they have. scary because they're, yeah, somehow you know, they've they're gotten better. champions, but like they've gotten better on defense, which gives Mahomes more time. And two, you know, they just like on offense to do his, you know, magic. And he's just so good and he's good at everything. You know, usually a quarterback has like one, you know, they can throw a good deep ball or maybe they're really good at running or maybe they can, you know, you know, thread the needle with some, you know, well, he does it all. <laughs> so. He does. He really, he really does it all. And I think that might be why we are yeah. watching the guy who becomes the greatest of all time, even if in 20 years 
there's someone else right now. I mean, he really can do it all. It's pretty incredible. And they have gotten better. I actually had picked the Ravens to win last night because I Mm -hmm. felt like they also, I felt, had gotten better on defense. And they were playing well. And I thought, but they could really compete. And I just think this Chiefs team right now is head and shoulders above maybe everybody else. They have an incredible coach. Um, we'll see. I mean, it's like I, I saw someone say on Twitter today, and I, I don't remember who it was, so I apologize in advance for not being able to credit you, but saying that when they watch Mahomes, uh, or maybe they said last night, when they watch Mahomes and the Chiefs, they think it's kind of incredible that 49ers defense held them as long as they did in the Super Bowl. And there is truth in that. I mean, that's the thing that I think people forget about Mahomes. And when people talk about the Niners and they criticize Jimmy G and they criticize Shanahan, like you were up against Patrick Mahomes. And at a certain point, Patrick Mahomes is going to remember he's Patrick Mahomes and (laughs) perform accordingly. And that, you know, was definitely what happened in the Super Bowl. So right now it looks like the Chiefs are the team to beat in the AFC and potentially in the league. Uh, So that was just, you know, another incredible game. And he's just fun to watch and he's likable. I mean, he's just a great – Yeah, for sure. He's all around just kind of great. So it was was definitely fun to watch that. Last night um, I watched a little bit with my niece and nephew while we were breaking fast and Yom Kippur and so they had lots of questions about both the teams. Um, So – and it was cute. My nephew, who's five, was like, well, who is in the purple? So the Ravens. (laughs) Who is in the red? The Chiefs. Okay. (laughs) It's like, okay, God. And so we talked about all the things. So it was really cute. So that was fun. Uh, The other game that we saw Sunday that I thought ended up being a really good game and thought it would be was Cowboys-Seattle. I think we saw a better Seattle team uh, than we saw in the previous week, even though they won the previous week. I think they really did compete. But, you know, it's just that Russell Wilson (laughs) Yeah, he puts the whole team on the shoulders and he goes for it. And it's, you know, that's typical, though. I mean, that's how he is, you know. They have a really good player on defense, Jamal Adams. But when he suffered that injury, you could see that, you know, the dynamic changed a little bit and there was hope Mm -hmm. for the Cowboys. But at the same time, you still – I. I feel like you can never count out Russell Wilson. Like I will never, like, unless you're, you know, two scores ahead, you just can't even count him out, you know? So I, I wasn't shocked that he pulled it out because he does that. (laughs) And there was a controversial hit in the game uh, Mm -hmm. on running back Chris Carson, who's going to be out a week or two. So there is uh, a lot of discussion about that. I did not see it live because I was doing, post-game stuff uh, for the Niners, but uh, I know that there is controversy surrounding that hit, and I would love to know. Yeah, what do you you think about that, Steph? You know, I think football is dangerous enough. Yeah. Uh, I I don't like the gator roll at all. Um, That's been kind of, like, well-known, that it's just – it's dirty. You know, can they do Mm -hmm. it? Yeah, it's legal, and I hate that, but it's – uh, I just feel like d- football is dangerous enough that you don't have to go around messing with people's knees. And so yep. that's just basically how I feel about it. Now, I know that there was a second person that came in also. So we had one player going one way, one player going the other way. So it's I don't think it was 100% his fault, but that's where where I say football is dangerous enough. You don't need to add that extra oomph. You know, it just doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. Like he's down. You don't need to roll with his leg. So, yep. 
that's I think just that my opinion. I think it's a it's an opinion I agree with, <laughs> and I think a lot of people agree with, and Pete Carroll seems to agree with you. But I do, I uh, you know, I do agree with you on that, and I think you nailed it there. Football is dangerous enough; you don't yeah. need to add in anything else. Uh, so then Sunday night, it was Aaron Rodgers versus Drew Brees, Packers Saints. The Packers won that one. Um, Saints are certainly struggling without Michael Thomas. It's in, it's it is amazing, but he is that type of player, but not having him in that offense changes it for everybody. Emmanuel yeah. Sanders really hasn't been able to get going. Drew Brees uh is certainly not struggling. He's definitely struggling. Though oddly I think he may have played this is gonna sound weird if you look at like like plays and scheme and all that kind of stuff. I think he may have actually played a little better this week than he did last week, but He's not the Drew Brees he was even last season. And the thing with quarterbacks that's so interesting is they go – it's like they go downhill quick. Yeah. Really, really quick. And I just don't know if that's – is what we're seeing. I I hesitate to make that assumption just yet. I would love to see what happens when Michael Thomas gets back. Um, But Drew Brees has not been able to put this team on his back, maybe in the way that he had in the past, which is fair. Uh, He's been playing this game a very long time at a very high level, so – you know, it's it's fair that he may not have that in him anymore, but it will be interesting to see what happens when Michael Thomas gets back. But that offense is certainly struggling without him. Um, so we'll see what happens in these coming weeks. I really felt the Saints team was going to be one of the top teams in the NFC, but it may yeah. not be the case. So I don't know. So- Ever since he made that, like, weird flag comment, <laughs> like, I feel like he's just not really been um, – like in sync with his teammates, I think he's yeah. he's different, and so I don't I don't know why, but I you know there's there's something there, and so it could be you know him losing it you know as a quarterback, but it could just be you know there's a myriad of things that can happen to a team. So um, they on both sides of the ball they don't look that great, which is surprising because they have a lot of power, and so but for some reason they're it's not translating on the field. Well, I think it goes back to what we've been talking about, chemistry. Yep. It's a big, big part of it, and I think you're right. The chemistry is off. So we'll see what happens um, throughout the season. Again, I'd be very curious to see about when Michael Thomas gets back, but it, it's, it does yeah. feel like it is more than that you know, yeah. on both sides of the ball. So keep an eye out on that one for sure. Uh those Chicago Bears, Mitchell Trubisky is starting <laughs> off to a great start. He throws one interception, and they're like, you're out, and it's Nick Foles' time. So now Nick Foles is the starting quarterback for the Bears, and Matt Nagy said that will be the case going forward. Of course, that'll be the case going forward until like two or three weeks from now when Nick right. Foles throws an interception, <laughs> and they're like, all right, Nick, you're sitting. It's your time, Mitchell. So uh, see what happens with that Chicago Bears team. They are 3-0, and though, mm-hmm. so – we will we will give them that. Uh, Falcons fans, I want to just say I'm sorry. I know. Parent, no lead. This team, I mean, really, they have not been the same since that Super Bowl. They really have not. And they, no lead is enough. I mean, this is, it's just got to be really, really rough to be a Falcons yeah. fan right now. Uh, so they blew another, another big one. It was just, it's like sad to see. Um we saw a really good Bills Rams game. Bills out to a huge lead. Rams yeah. fought their way back, but didn't quite make it. Which for those of us in the NFC West, yay! Yeah. But uh, <laughs> and then speaking of the NFC NFC West, I know we wanted to highlight this: the Cardinals lost to the Lions, which is the ultimate any given Sunday. But I think there are a couple things at play here, Steph. And we talked about this a little bit before we started recording. One, I think the, though the Cardinals are on their way. They're not 
quite there yet. And these are games they may end up losing just because lack of like experience and experience together, even though I still think they're an incredibly competitive, really good team who will, you know, compete uh, towards the end of the season and, and will probably get a playoff spot. But as you always talk about, it is matchups and mm-hmm. anybody probably is stoppable, even though we were saying in the beginning, Patrick except Mahomes, for, and the Chiefs, yeah. except for maybe Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. But, you know, even with the, in those Brady New England years where they seemed mm-hmm. unstoppable, they were stoppable. Just uh, takes so one. It just, it just takes, takes one, one game and yep. it takes one team. And and we saw that, too, like with the Saints and the Vikings took them out and they were a powerhouse, you know, mm-hmm. at home. So it's just about I, I really feel like better. Te- there's teams that just match up better, you know, against, you know, the individual matchups. And then that translates. And if you can hold them and then they lose momentum. I mean, there's just so much to it. So, you know, I I still I I, I think that Arizona is a great team. I you know, oh, whether they are. they're they're not, they not. I don't know, but I mean, I feel like they're you know some somebody to be reckoned with. But if you know, everybody in this league, every team in this league, you know, maybe like say two or three, um, they're fearful because they can come and win a game, and that's what it matters. Is that you know it doesn't have to be pretty, but you got to win those games. And so, losing against a team like Detroit is surprising, but then it's not in a way because there's always those games that, well, what the heck, how did this this team beat this team? It happens. And that's what football is about, the matchup. And we saw, I mean, last season, the Falcons, speaking of the Falcons, beat the 49ers. We had a 49ers team that came off a huge hit. But you brought up really quick before we moved to Friday Night Lights, you brought up a interesting point or just the Vikings-Saints playoff game. And I do think maybe the Saint, the Saints' woes perhaps go farther back than maybe. just this season, because uh, that was they were just like routed by the Vikings at home, and that was a game where they did have all their fans there, and they should have been a much better team. And then the Vikings came and got routed by the Niners, so it wasn't like they got right. routed by the Vikings and the Vikings surprised everybody and went to the Super Bowl. So, um, you know, the woes could go back even farther. So we'll we'll see how that's all plays out. Uh, but next up, we got to talk, speaking about football and comebacks <laughs> and all the things, uh, we got to talk Friday Night Lights, Mud Bowl. This is really one of my favorite episodes. I think I say that every week, but this is one of my favorite episodes. It's a really good one. A lot a lot of good things happen on the field and not good things happen off the field. And I think for those of you who have now been watching throughout the season, you can see this is a theme for Friday Night Lights. They, on the field, end up with a lot of positives. And I think it's because off the field it's so rough that you yeah. it's like a, a, a an audience can only take so much and the characters can only take so much, um, et cetera, et cetera. So in this episode, there is some – there's a train accident near uh, the D- Dillon High School, and they're supposed to be playing the semifinal game uh, at – is a home game for the Panthers, but as a result of the accident, they cannot play the game at their stadium, so they have to find a new home field. And they look at one which it really does favor the opposing team, and – Coach Taylor is currently mulling this job at TMU, so he's definitely got a lot going on in his mind. And they end up building a field, like a football field, in this like random field that there are cows on before they go to build um, a football field there. And so they play, uh, they play the game, and it's called Mud Bowl because it starts raining, and of course, it's not like an actual <laughs> football field. And like it's like it's, I mean, they're like it's like that. 
It's like that Washington uh-huh, 49er the mm-hmm. on, but like on steroids. It was like yeah. crazy, <laughs> like mud flying everywhere. And but it's really fun. And the Panthers do win it on the back of Matt Saracen, who's been being coached by yeah. Jason Street, which is um pretty cool. And at the end of the episode, Coach Taylor asked him if he ever thought about coaching and would like him to kind of come on and help out with Matt because he's really been doing an incredible job earlier in the episode. They find a number to settle on in the lawsuit because Jason's had enough. And Lila comes over to Jason's house and she's been calling him and hasn't heard back from him. And she comes and he's kind of rude to her, like get me water and, you know, and definitely being Lila and pushing and pushing. And he yells at her and says, I have so much on my plate right now. I didn't make quad rugby. Right. We have this lawsuit. You know, like my parents' marriage looks like it's falling apart. I mean, it's thing. And she like – she yells right back at him and, yeah. you know, says, you don't like the lawsuit, find a way for it to go away. You want to do quad rugby, then find another team. Like, and if next time you want water, say please. Right. I love that line. That's like – and <laughs> storms out. And it's kind of a little bit the wake-up call um, that he needed. So – they do settle the lawsuit, so that becomes one less thing for everyone to worry about. Uh, so there's that. Meanwhile, uh, Waverly. So I want to, yeah, Smash and Waverly. I think, you know, last late week we talked about how Smash was not handling it super well, finding out that Waverly was bipolar. But again, as we talked about, like, he's a kid. And it's a lot. And he this episode, he really shows maturity. He really cares. He tells her he loves her. Um, and he wants to know what he can do because he says, you've got to talk to your dad. You And she won't talk to anybody. Um, and she strikes up a friendship with Lila and Smash – oh, Cappy and Sadie are coming in right now, by the way. They <laughs> want to hear what we have to say. Um, Smash tells Lila and she – you know, Waverly gets upset, but he says, I just – I don't know what to do for you. And, right. you know, I, I, I'm the only one who knows what's going on and that's – it's a tough position for him to be yeah, in. Yeah, it's a, a heavy burden. Like, and he's like, talk to your dad. She's like, I can't talk to my dad. She's, he's like, talk to, you know, Mrs. Taylor. You know, she, oh, I don't want to, you know, do that. And then she's like, we'll talk to my mom because she's a nurse, you know. So he's trying mm-hmm. to get her the help that she needs because he's just not qualified, you know, to do it. And it's a heavy burden because she goes out and shoots guns. You know, I could imagine that, you know, you don't know – you know, if you have a mental illness, how that, you know, because she can get really down. Yeah. Um, it's just dangerous at that point. And so that's when she, he talks to Lila about it. And I know yep. she feels she feels like slighted because, he, you know, he told her secret. But it's because, you know, she, he cares. It's not because, you know, he's just gossiping or something. No, and, and she and Lila had gone shooting. And that right. really concerns him. And he felt like Lila should know. And she should. She absolutely should know, and she's not taking her medication, so it's a scary, scary time. But at the end of the episode, we do see her talking to Smash's mom. So we're hoping that that has a a positive effect there. Um, We have Tim. Uh, There's a very big storyline towards the end, so we're going to get to that last. But Tim is now in his relationship with the older woman with the child, which is obviously bound to just end great. Right, right. Um, or as Billy <laughs> says to him, this ends bad and this is going to end bad right around state, which of course is what Billy's most concerned about. Um, of course. Dylan, but, um, you know, and they, 
And he says the kid, you know, he doesn't know anything about it. But then after the game, the little boy says to Tim, are you sleeping over again tonight? So the little boy does definitely know what's going on. Uh, Tim picks him up from school because of this train accident. And he knew the mom was working and was probably going to be late. So Tim picks him up from school and brings him to the bank. And you can just see the writing on the wall. This is just not going to end well. Yeah. I I don't have anything to add. (laughs) Yeah. And as I said last week, uh, it's an interesting storyline to keep an eye on because it it goes into next season, and this really? relationship affects things for for Tim for a while through a variety of events. So we will he should see never have cleaned her gutters. You just, and that and that is the advice that we're sticking with. Don't clean someone's rain gutters if they don't ask you to do it. There it is. Don't go running around cleaning rain gutters. No good comes of it. None. Uh, so we have uh, that, but you know we'll keep uh, definitely a close eye on that one. And then we have Tyra, and Tyra is working really, really hard to you know up her grades, and she's got an algebra test. And Landry, who's like totally in love with Tyra, um, is using this as an opportunity to be her tutor. And he convinces her and and takes her up on it. So they are going to study on the night of the game. They are going to meet to study at a fast food restaurant. And it's pouring rain, as we mentioned earlier. And um, his car won't start. So she's sitting there by herself for a while and there is a man in the restaurant who's, you know, making conversation, says, you're not going to the game. She's like, no, I have to study and someone's right. coming to help me study. So finally enough time passes. She's like, I guess he's not coming. And she goes out to her car and the man runs behind her and says, you forgot your notebook and then attacks her yeah. and gets her. It's And it's really scary. It's totally. a really, really scary. And the way that they shoot it, I like I was – not going to shock anybody. I was crying at this point in the episode. But the way that they shoot it is they do a great job because they have the music going. They're showing the game. They're showing Tyra. They're showing the game. They're showing Tyra. And it's really – and you have Landry who's, you know, stuck in the whole thing. And they do a really good job, but it's really frightening. And he gets her into her truck and he tries to rape her. And she is able to. I think she hits him in the eye with a key, or was it the key, it's or was the, it like the, the, those old school um, lighters? The light. That's what it is. Okay, she gets him in the lighters, and so she's able to get out of there. And then she slams his hand, and he ends up running away. And then Landry gets there, and he's like, "I'm so sorry, my car wouldn't start." And she's she's crying. She's he tried to rape me. He tried to rape me. Um, and it's a really sad moment. I this is that is the part in the episode where I was like, just. Yeah, crying. I mean it's it's, it's, it's it's scary. I mean that I guess just um you know and she's just this young girl, and mm-hmm. and it's like she's trying to do the right thing. You know she's studying yep. for math. You know she's not going to the football game, and you know you know and Landry probably has a lot on his mind because I mean the one time his car doesn't start, you know, mm-hmm. but those are the things that happen. I mean that's life and. It's just like, ew, you know, this man, you know, um, attempted to rape her. And that is like that kind of an assault because he hit her, too. And like, it's really scary. It's just scary. And it's uh, traumatizing. And Landry comes and I'm glad he was there, even if it was late. But like, 
it's just um, so scary. And you can kind of see why she develops a, a significant trust in Landry because, you know, he was there, you know. Mm-hmm. And this is something else that will continue into next year, uh, into the next season. It becomes a pretty major storyline. Um, so they do – I always thought with the show they did, a, they knew what they were doing and they clearly planned ahead. Like they knew where they wanted it to go in some ways. So this storyline also, we'll have a lot to discuss when we get to next season. Um, <laughs> but it was, you know, it's a very, it's a very tough moment. So uh, it's a great episode though. It really is a great episode. And again, I think we really start to see a theme that will last this entire series in that you get a lot of feel good on the field because you get a lot of feel bad off the field. And I think that that was very much by design on this show Um, because, you know, that's – it just – I think, like I said, I think there's only so much an audience can take and there's only so much the characters can take and um, that's how they – they chose to do it. So this this episode to me like really is the beginning of understanding that. Uh, So that is that. So we're actually almost done. We have a couple, I think we have two or three left. Um, so, and a lot happens in the next couple episodes. So it's very exciting. So next week uh, is episode 21, I believe. And uh, best laid plans is what it is. Best laid plans. The titles of this episode are always so good too. Yeah. Um, so next week is best laid plans. So next week, Steph, we will know a lot about baseball. I know. <laughs> a lot of people have a lot of uh, – a lot of these wild card series in theory will have been kind of wrapped up over the next week. We'll be into the NBA finals and week four, we'll be keeping a close eye on this Titans Viking situation and, you know, throughout the league and see what happens there. And we'll have much more to discuss on week four. There are so many sports all going on at I once. Know. Oh my gosh. And the NHL. The Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stanley Stanley Cup, and I feel like I just want to bring – and you know what's really amazing is how earlier I was like, when does anything that good come out of Tampa? Well, how about last night when the Lightning won the Stanley Cup? So how's that? (laughs) How's that for when something good comes out of Tampa? Um, So the Tampa glow up, and they got Brady. I mean, the the Tampa's gotten a glow up like nothing I've ever seen. So there's – that's fun. Um, So congratulations to them. That's very exciting. And um, that's kind of what we got. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network. And with that, we will talk to everybody next week. Bye, y'all. All right, bye.